This episode of A Little Juju Podcast is sponsored by Majestic Intentions. Majestic Intentions Sacred Instruments Shop is a Black-owned resource for all handmade jewelry, crystals, chakra healing, spirituality needs, and more. Check out their new summer collection at MajesticIntentions.com and use the code JUJU25 for 25% off your first order. Again, that's JUJU25 for 25% off your first order. Check out Majestic Intentions. Now, let's get into the show. All you need is a little juju. It's hoodoo. It's a heritage. And it's our month. I said it's hoodoo heritage month. I said it's hoodoo. And it's a heritage. And it's our month. I said it's hoodoo heritage month. Hey, okay, when I say who, uh, you say do. A uh, who? Ha who? And when I say who, uh, you say do. A uh, who? A uh, who? Okay, when I say who, uh, you say do. Who? A uh, who? Okay, when I say who, uh, you say do. Cause it's who do heritage. <laughs> I'm on a podcast when I need to have a record deal. Cause y'all didn't just y'all just got into the who do heritage month freestyle. Never before seen or heard drops the clue bomb. <laughs> Happy Hoodoo Heritage Month. It is October. It is spooky season. And this is the month where we celebrate hoodoo. We celebrate the practice of hoodoo being conjurers and root workers. We celebrate our blackness. We celebrate our spirits and our ancestors. The veil is thinning, child. What does that mean? That means that the spirit realms, the spirit realm is is, uh, seemingly a little bit closer. So maybe our prayers are heard a little bit more. Maybe what we want could be a little bit closer. And these dead people is real activated. You know, this is the time where we honor the dead. Uh, We always honor the dead, but especially in October. Obviously, we have examples of that from Halloween and Dia de los Muertos. And um, um, even, yeah, so just a lot of Days of the Dead happening around this time. So, and then in, in November, we had All Saints Day, All Souls Day. So, you know, all of this energy around the souls and the spirits and the saints is all around October, you know, fall time. So it's Hoodoo Heritage Month. So I couldn't get too deep into the show without saying happy Hoodoo Heritage Month. Venerate your ancestors. Build your altar if you haven't. Give your good offerings. Or just apply the messages that you know your ancestors have been telling you. Listen. (laughs) Listen. It's still a good time to listen and give and and love on your spirits and love on your spirits also by loving on you and doing what you need to do for your life and for our collective liberation ashe oh and equally as important for hoodoo heritage month i did team up with real talk session series to bring you all some educational videos about hoodoo about altar building just about uh, spirit work in general so that's going to be coming on youtube within the next coming weeks throughout october so make sure that y'all go follow real talk session series to stay updated and shout out to taryn who um is so 
you know, who reached out to me about this team up and is helping me with my content and my video content. So, yes, I'm going to be more on YouTube. We love to see it. And I'm grateful for Terrence's help and Real Talk Session Series. So I will link that in the show notes as well. And, uh, yeah, happy Huda Heritage Month. All right, now let's get into the show. All you need is a little juju. Welcome to A Little Juju Podcast. This is the podcast all about black-ass spirituality, honoring the ancestors, honoring ourselves, and decolonizing spiritual traditions one episode at a time on our journey to healing and path to freedom. I am your host, Juju Bay, and I come to this podcast as a medium, as a hoodoo practitioner, an Orisha devotee, um, a sorcerer, a conjurer, a bad bitch witch. I always forget to say that I practice Reiki. I'm also a Reiki practitioner. Like, I do not be showing Reiki the proper love it deserves because I stand my Reiki clients and my Reiki clients stand me. But anyway, thank you for joining me today. I have an episode full of a lot of reflections and thoughts and personal tea. So excited to get into that with y'all. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome. All you need is a little juju. All you need is a little juju. All you need is a little juju. All you need is all you need. All you need is a little juju. All you need is a little juju. All you need is a little juju. A little juju. A little juju. A little juju is the way. It's how I start my day. Camfer no say. If you would like to keep up with the conversation today and hopefully connect with other people who are listeners, we're building out our community, hashtag ALJPod, and you can also hashtag pod and P-O-D-I-N to find other podcasts of color to get put onto some other podcasts. Alrighty, y'all. Why do I feel like it's been a long time that I've just got to sit and talk and, you know, talk a little bit about what's been going on? But it's been a lot going on and all good, but just, just a lot. Am I in my Saturn return? Like, where's the astro people at? I'm like, is that, it's given what people say about Saturn return time, which if you don't know, it's a time astrologically, I think it starts maybe when you're 27 or 28. And it lasts until you're like 30 something or 30. I could be wrong, but you get like all the lessons in your life, all the things that you haven't always wanted to, you know, learn or that you've avoided. They say all that kind of comes up during your Saturn return. I'm I'm probably butchering it a little bit, but just with what I'm experiencing, I'm like, this is giving Saturn return. Like, am I in that? What is happening? Is this another return? Somebody said something about Jupiter. I don't know astro people tapping, but um, it's just been a, a bit of a ride 
I think at one point I was talking a lot about like my throat chakra and doing throat chakra work. So that has been pretty present recently and just trying to, you know, speak my piece and say what I have to say. A lot of y'all saw my public call outs of my rapist. Um, This was probably like a few weeks ago at the last month at this point. Um, And I think that was the first, that was the catalyst to me just releasing and talking and saying what I have to say and calling people out as I need to. So I recently confronted um, someone in my family who abused me um, when I was young and I never thought ever 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 thought that I would get to a place to feel comfortable enough to address this person um, I never thought that I would be strong enough to do that ever like I, I, I plan to die and talk to this person about it in heaven like it's not I did not plan at all at all to 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 move forward and have that conversation and so I did and it was you know quote-unquote good um I was able to release a lot I was able to let go of a lot of shame and guilt that I've carried in my body and so it's yeah, I've just been healing through that. And I've also just like just been having conversations with people in my life, my friends, just all the things that I've needed to say that I the words that I've swallowed for so many years cuz that's me. Like I'm not very I haven't been very confrontational and you know, prioritizing how people feel and wanting people to be comfortable, but I'm in a season of yeah, fuck that. What about your comfortability, bitch? Like, say what you have to say to people. Like, no, no more. No more putting yourself on a back burner. No more being in situations that are uncomfortable for you. No more just allowing people to walk over you or not setting boundaries or even keeping secrets. Like, I, I literally can't keep secrets anymore. So I think all that emotional work has just been a lot. On top of, hey, we're still in a pandemic, y'all. Like, what the heck? You know, is Trump got COVID apparently? Like, it, who knows if that's even true? We have election season coming up. Well, we're in election season. There's just so much going on. I feel like this is really a moment for us to fortify our beliefs, what we are going to take, what we're not going to take, who our people are, who is on our team who is not getting very clear about that because I feel like everyone who is tapped in spiritually in some way has been saying like, yo, things are changing. Things are about to change even more. There's just a lot happening in the universe, a lot happening in the world, a lot happening in the States, in the United States. So us needing to be prepared. So fortify yourself, fortify your people, see who's on your team, communicate set boundaries if those people can't respect your boundaries then they don't respect you so get rid of them like clean we're gonna have to clean house because whatever 
you know, energetic shift is happening. We just want to make sure that we're on top of it and we're and we're prepared. So that's been my whole situation. Clearing out toxins. I got my Instagram back. For those of y'all who don't know, my Instagram got taken down because of scammers. So my IG is back. So, you know, things is looking up. Things is looking up over here for me. Lots of, you know, cool opportunities presenting themselves. So I'm just trying to go with the punches and roll with the punches and be easy and rest, which I've been struggling with. Um, I have some content coming for y'all, more video content. Uh, I, I did. I decided not to put this this one on YouTube because it's just too much and I'm a little late. But, you know, more stuff for y'all. So I'm excited and... Yeah, so that's pretty much what's been happening over in Juju land. But I'll talk a little bit more once, once we get into our main topic today. Um, so let's get into donations. We're going to do a Juju for the culture today. We're also going to do a Heal Yourself. So all of our segments and then get into our main topic. So let's get into the show show. All you need is a little Juju. So donations, why are donations important? Donations are important because it helps sustain the podcast. It helps me to be able to pay podcasting fees, to pay my editor. I'm trying to get a little assistant. And so I'm really grateful for um, those of you who donate because all of your money goes towards good things. It goes towards communities. It goes towards community activists and works and myself and sustaining this work so that I can continue and give you this podcast and the other offerings that I have. So I appreciate everyone who donates and that's why donations are important. There are a variety of different ways that you can give to the show. I will start off with the monetary ways. So the first monetary way is through Patreon. Um, Patreon is a way that you can give monthly. It's a more committal form of donation. It's like tithing, honey. And you can donate uh, $3 a month is what I ask typically to support the show. But if you do $10 a month, then that comes with access to eBooks that I have, um, video content that I put out, early access to when I'm dropping things, you know, all of that, all those kinds of things happen at the $10 level. So you can hit me up there on patreon.com slash jujubay. That information will be in the show notes if you would like to be a sustainer. And now I would like to shout out my newest patrons as I do every week because I appreciate y'all so, so much. Okay. Okay. So big shout out to Rashida Grant. Brittany Stokes, D. Wendorf, Rachel Bruce Clark Lewis. Shout out to Deja Robinson, Alicia, Sarah A., India Davis. Hey, India. Shout out to Darielle or Darielle. Shout out to um, Themis Robertson, Destiny, Ia, Dereja. Shout out to Miles Ramal. Hey, Miles. Shout out to Omnira or O-M-N-I-R-A. Shout out to Andres Canty, Ashley T, Jalisa Ayala. Thank you for upping your pledge. Shout out to Alvi Diggs, Ethereal Nani. Hey, shout out to Jennifer Glenn, Tierra Arlene, Layla Scott, Jaslyn Jackson, Isomia Iruhu. Shout out to Rhonda Rawls, 
Shout out to Laren for upping your pledge. Also, y'all got to check out my interview with Black Girl Mystic podcast that my spell sister Laren hosts. Go check it out. I'll have it in the show notes. Shout out to Jessica Deborah, Carmen Williams, Tammy Cat, Robbie Hinton, Linda Makita, Marlena, Marquita Mitchell, Danny B, Camille, Aja J. Madison, shout out to Jaya Howe, Cirque, Jatad Ramney, Apollo Jean-Baptiste, shout out to, hold on y'all, y'all went in, per usual, y'all went in, shout out to Amber, Niz Rock, Jules, Charisse, Madam J., Avia Harper, Lakeisha Clanton, um, Jaja Ma, shout out to Keandria, or yeah, Keandria, shout out to Rodney Simpson, Ashley Gray, TT or Tete Walker, shout out to Rodney Simpson, Ashley Gray, oh, I said that, all right, yes, okay, boom, we good. Thank you so much to my patrons. I appreciate you all so much. Thank you for sharing in the energy of money and abundance with me. I'm so deeply appreciative of you. Um, May you be able to have the resources, the finances, the abundance, the coin, the whatever it is that you need to fuel your dreams, your desires that allows you to share your gifts with us. I speak that abundance over you as you as you share it with me. So thank you. That is my prayer. And yeah, I don't take the energy of money lightly. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Of course, I just want to say thank you to everyone who hits me up on the cash app, dollar sign. It's Juju Bay for a less committal way to donate to the show. If you just want to send over a little coin or Venmo, um, my Venmo is it's Juju Bay as well. I T S J J B A E and my PayPal, the Juju Bay at gmail.com. So I appreciate all of you who sent me little donations this week. I say a little prayer for you as well. And for non-monetary ways to donate, which are equally as important, shout out the show. Tag a little juju podcast. Write about it if you're a writer. Pitch it. Put it in the papers. (laughs) Tell people about the podcast. Rate and subscribe on Apple. Write your reviews. Just help me share and spread the good juju gospel. All of that is meaningful. All of that matters. And all of that contributes to the continuation of this show. So thank you, thank you, thank you to all the ways that you all help me sustain this work and spread the good word. Thank you. All you need is a little juju. Okay, let's get into Heal Yourself, which is juju-related tips and tricks to help ourselves heal during these uncertain-ass times. So, in today's Heal Yourself, I want to talk about my journey that I'm on right now doing acupuncture. So, for those of you who don't know, acupuncture is um, it's traditional Chinese medicine where... They stick uh, needles, thin, very, very thin needles. They're inserted into the body. And basically, from what I understand, it relieves the tensions and stress wherever those needles might be in the body um, and allows you to detox. It helps you detox. So, you know, 
I'm sure y'all have seen like on TV, you see people with like needles hitting their arms and in their legs. Yes, I started doing that. I've been doing acupuncture for two weeks and I highly recommend it. Um, you can get acupuncture for anything from stress to depression to acne, which is why I'm getting it for acne. Um, and other things to pain, to back aches, to, I mean, pretty much any ailment that you have, you could, uh, you could <laughs> use acupuncture for. I'm going to someone in Baltimore who has been doing this for over 20 years. She is a doctor. Um, and she's also been studying tr traditional Chinese medicine for a long time. She's a Chinese woman. Um, she's got me on some herbal supplements as well. But I will say that the first time that I did acupuncture, I got up and I felt like I was floating on a cloud. Like I felt so different. I was dreaming while I was, <laughs> I was having little visions. Like it was a lot going on in my first session, but I definitely felt like I couldn't exactly put my finger on what was different, but I felt different. I felt lighter. I felt like toxins had left my body. I felt more limber. Um, and I will say that my face is clearing up. Like what got me to taking it is, 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 uh, my acne. My face has been breaking out really bad recently. Um, and I know a lot of people are like it's the mask, but it's not just the mask. Like I've just been going through a lot with my skin, like specifically on my face. So I wanted to try something else instead of, you know, I went to a dermatologist and they gave me all these medicines and I just was like, nah, I'm going to go with Chinese medicine. Cause let me tell you something, traditional Chinese medicine or, um, like Asian, traditional Asian medicines and African medicines. These are the people that knew what they was doing. Now, I, clearly, I believe in African medicine and I am a believer in Asian medicine. I feel like they are the groups that just got it, that just know how to heal. You talking about healing, baby? The Africans and Asians got it. But no, it's been so, so helpful. Um, so my Heal Yourself is if you are open, really, and you feel comfortable and safe or whatever, go see about acupuncture do your googles research if someone around you has been studying it they also have community acupuncture which is a more affordable way to get it um if you are not into needles you're like no i can't do the needles or does it hurt no it doesn't hurt it's very they're they're so small each time the needle gets bigger she said but it's it's not bad if you have tattoos child you fine but it doesn't hurt it just goes in at least how it works for me they put the needles in uh, after you have like a consultation around what you're trying to heal. And then she closed the door and going about her way. And I fall asleep every time. That's it. I fall asleep for an hour. She comes back in, pulls the needles out. I feel great. I leave. I come back the next Wednesday. Um, but you know, I know it's a very real thing. Like some people just do not like needles, um, could have trauma around needles. So with that, I will say, then look for ways to experience some type of healing touch or intentional, like, consensual touching so get a massage if you don't want to do acupuncture if you're not comfortable getting a massage yet massage yourself or have someone that you trust and love who doesn't have COVID to you know love on certain parts of your bodies that you need touched like a lot of us are touch deprived right now a lot of us could experience some healing literally just through having touch and being touched so I want us to 
get back into like that touching feeling and even if you are you know in the home with other people or you know you are you quarantine with bay or whatever you know let the touch be intentional let it be healing let it be oh like my shoulder is hurting can you just like rub it for a little bit can you put your hands on this part of my body to help you know move some energy from there um but heal yourself is about touch it's about it's about prioritizing our I don't know, like our touch sense and senses and waking that part up. Cause I know, I know a lot of us may be touch deprived or just have experiences where we haven't had a lot of touch that felt good. So, you know, acupuncture has been really, really good for me for that. So get you some acupuncture if you're open, highly recommending it. Get you a massage if you're open massage yourself or get someone to just lovingly loving the touch loving the touch on you and that's heal yourself for today all you need is a little juju okay our next segment is juju for the culture where i juju just talk about things that are happening right now in our world a lot of the times it's celebrity tea because that's my thing but just in general what's happening in pop culture what's happening in culture now and my juju take so it's a lot of stuff going on. I don't even know what I wanted Juju for the culture to be about today. Um, I asked Twitter and a lot of people said that they wanted me to talk about um, Tory Lanez and Megan The Stallion. But I don't exactly know what y'all would want me to say about that because I... I just, I don't know how much thoughts I have about it, to be honest, besides that. Okay, so before we get into that, Tory Lanez is a rapper, and he was dating Megan Thee Stallion, who was also a rapper, a very beloved rapper over here, and Tory Lanez shot her in the foot, and of course, a black woman saying to people, hey, I got shot in the foot. People are like, you didn't get shot in the foot. I mean, she has a lot of support. I will say that. But of course, there's always the people like, oh, well, Tory didn't do it. We don't know if Tory did it. You know, there's always two sides of the story. Anyway, Megan came out and said that he shot her. And so Tory hasn't really said much, but he came out with the album and in the album, he's addressing the incident. And in the album, he says that he didn't do it. And he's also saying that he cares so much about Megan and he loves her. And she needs to stop letting the fame get to her head. All this stuff, right? Um, and, I mean, I th- th- that just sounds like typical abuse, abuser rhetoric. Like, I, you know, there's really not even much of a juju take on that besides... You know, Tory Lanez's career is about to crumble and fumble. And I think that Megan is definitely in a season of spiritual attack. Um, because also with this, you know, she had a best friend that she used to talk about all the time. Her best friend Kelsey used to be with her, all her videos. She was, you know, just, you know, Megan was always with Kelsey. That was like her road dog. That was her BFF. She put Kelsey on, got Kelsey money. Like they together. Kelsey and her are not friends anymore because apparently Kelsey has something to do with the argument between Tori and Megan. So, you know, I 
talk about Megan Thee Stallion. Oh, I have talked about Megan Thee Stallion a lot on this show because I, I really like her. I feel a strong connection to her. And I know everyone always says that about like celebrities or people in the public eye. Like, I feel such a strong connection to you. We have to meet. But that's who I have that feeling about, Megan. And I just feel like she needs a spiritual advisor. Like, a true one. And I think she is open. I think she's seen psychics. I think she's I think she's seen a one or two. Or she may have done a little reading and got a crystal or something. I don't think she's not open to it. But I'm going to need her. It's Hoodoo Heritage Month. I'm going to need her to get a conjurer. She needs to talk to a conjure doctor. She needs to talk to somebody who is practicing African traditional religion or a religion of the diaspora. And a hoodoo practitioner that can work these roots with her little country butt to get her together to make sure that she is protected and safe and that she doesn't have the wrong people around her. Because that's what I think it is. I think, you know, even as celebrities, all celebrities is you're open to so many different energies. You're open to people's projections and you also have people around you that could be taking advantage of you. So I feel like she has a lot of that and she needs to make sure that she is fortified because of the deep spiritual attack. Now, I think Megan will be fine. She has very strong spirits around her. I think that is very obvious. Um, the fact that she got shot in her foot and no tendons were hit or no bones were hit um, is amazing. She has lost both her parents. So I think her parents and her grandmother. So she doesn't really have a lot of family. So I think that her family is covering her. So she will always be okay. I think she has a spirit of wealth and resources around her. So monetarily, she'll always be fine. But this is definitely a season where she could feel impacted. Why am I reading her? <laughs> I ain't getting on here to read. I'm reading her down. I ain't going to spread out her tea. But that's what that's my personal thoughts on it. So for y'all who wanted me to talk about Tori and Megan, that's my feelings. <sighs> Tori hexed himself. So that's that on that. He hexed it to himself. Um, I'm just go down the list. 21 Savage. Y'all know I love 21 Savage. He is a rapper based out of Atlanta. Well, technically he was born in the UK, <laughs> but he's not a UK rapper. He's an Atlanta rapper. And he practices Ifa, which is why I love him. I love me a good gangster. I love me a good hood nigga gangster rapper who also believes in the Odisha or like indigenous deities. Like that's cute. And so he has, he grew up in the tradition. I believe his mother is a priest in Ifa or in Vodun or both. I'm not quite sure. It could be both. But he just came out with a new album called Savage Mode 2. And it is in collaboration with Metro Boomin, who is also a very popular producer, especially in the South with the kind of, you know, the future kind of 21 sound. Metro is like hella popular. Um, and look, also shout out to Metro Boomin because me and Metro Boomin used to be friends. I'm not going to say we friends now to be like, yeah, I'm friends with Metro Boomin because I'm not, but we used to be friends back when he was Leland. <laughs> so I know he not listened to the show, obviously, but you know, just, hey, Leland, boo. That was my, that was my, that was really my friend back in the day. That was my friend back in the day when I lived in Atlanta. Um, and I had a little boo and my boo would come see me when I, 
lived in Spelman, but Metro and my friend, my little boo, Troy, who rest in peace, rest in peace, Troy, um, they, they used to hang out. So when Troy would come see me, uh, Metro, Leland would always be there. So, you know, that was like my friend. He became my friend too. But anyway, 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 there. So, um, they came out with an album and I'm only shouting this out one because 21 Savage is my Ifa daddy because he he's talked about the Orishas before. He's talked about how he feeds his ancestors every day and how he practices and believes in this. Um, but in the song um, Savage, was what song was it? No, it was my dog. At 2.06, at the time point 2.06. This man going to say he's praying to Ogun. And, like, I'm not surprised because he practices E5, but I've never heard him in a song say, like, that he's praying to Ogun or anything like that. But, yeah, song number 10, My Dog, at 2.06, he says, I'm praying to Ogun. Um, let me see the lyric. So, I thought he said, I'm praying to Ogun is so much shit in the street and my past. And for those of you who don't know, Ogun is a an Orisha in the Ifa tradition. Also, Ogun is, or Ogu is in Haitian Vodou. But Ogun is a spirit of war, a spirit of um, metals, of hard work. You know, Ogun is is a very uh, masculine spirit and often, yeah, generally associated with, like, war (laughs) and being warlike. So it makes sense that a hood nigga would be praying to Ogun. But in the lyrics, now that I'm looking it up on Apple, it says, I'm praying to Ogunda. It's so much shit in the street in my past. Now, I could be wrong. I don't know if Ogunda is another way to say Ogun, but from only time that I've ever heard Ogunda is in the Odu. And Odu is the sacred, um, Ogu, I mean, Odu is like the sacred mouthpiece of Ifa. It is what carries the, the, the lessons, the information, the stories, the science. I hate to say this because it's not the same, but just for our brains to understand, the Odu is sim- would be similar to or akin to the Bible in a Christian tradition. Even though the even though Odu is written out now, traditionally it is an oral tradition. So Odu is not like a you know it, it is written out some somewhat, but it's like the Bible in a sense that it it, it holds the information, it holds the lessons, it holds the word it, it from spirit and from the Odisha. So one of the Odu, to my knowledge, there are Odus called Ogunda. So I guess the I guess this is almost like the the verses or the chapters, you know, the Ogunda chapter. Now this is me really, really minimizing this is this is me really minimizing it. So don't get too caught up in it. But just so you all understand if you're not familiar. And so I know Ogunda is part of that. So I'm like, did he just tell us his Odu? 
Like, because we all get our personal odus that travel with us. And so that we can learn a lot about ourselves through the particular odoo that comes up for us in a reading. So I'm like, is you, 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 do you got the Ogunda odoo? So are you a child of Ogun? Is that, are you telling us your odoo? <laughs> or is the lyric just wrong? Is it saying he's praying to Ogun, but Apple put Ogunda because they didn't know what he was saying? Because it don't sound like Ogunda to me. It sounds like he's saying, I'm praying to Ogun, there's so much shit. Like, I'm praying to Ogun, there's so much shit. But, like whatever either way check out the album if you like (laughs) violent (laughs) hip-hop okay i just wanted to shout out 21 because that's my boo and maybe this is me manifesting him into my life hi hi lastly what else is going on in this 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 world is got daggone y'all's president (laughs) 45 contracting COVID allegedly. Now I've seen a lot of spiritual Twitter go up for this because, well, not even spiritual Twitter, like spiritual everything go up for this. The communities, because they're like, yay, we won. We got Trump COVID. Hey, we made him sick. Hey, we said our prayers under the full moon. This nigga got COVID. Um, and I've been really, I've, I, we gonna, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not buying it. <laughs> I'm like, I don't, I'm not feeling the celebratory vibes. Like this feels like, you know, in October, they have these things called October surprises where in politics before an election season, a lot of times some type of big controversy or some type of big thing gets revealed in October to get votes or sympathy and all of that. And this is kind of giving October surprise to me. Like, I I mean, is he, I mean, maybe he did get COVID, but like he, last time I checked, he was about to make a full recovery and he's not, he wasn't given too sick and, I don't know. I just feel like all of this, I'm not a political person, so I'm really not much of a, like, I have a bunch of thoughts on politics or who's who or who to vote for. Like, that's just not a realm where I feel well-versed, and I'm okay. I'm okay with that because, to me, it all is confusing and feels like just a bunch of clownery. <laughs> it just feels like real. I love reality TV, so that's kind of the only way reason that I know a lot of things sometimes that are going on in politics because I like reality TV. But I don't know. This whole COVID thing with Trump, I mean, he could. I think that he's definitely under a deep spiritual attack. I think you can look at him. Like, I actually feel like I'm getting sick right now. (laughs) So I'm about to cut this a little short. But I feel sick right now even talking about Trump because he's just, oh, like all the stuff that's on him is so sickening. I don't even know how... That's that white supremacy spirit is strong now. Look, I got to call a spade a spade. That's what's keeping him going because he has a lot on his head. A lot on his head. So maybe he did contract COVID because he's getting spiritually, his ass is getting whooped. But if he gets well, what are we celebrating for? I'm confused. Like, I'm just confused. I just don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on in politics. I just, my point is, y'all, we just need to be prepared for whatever 
the shit show continues. We have to just be prepared for it, however. So just get your minds right. Get your spirits right. Follow the lessons of your ancestors and your people. And, you know, apply pressure in your own life so that we can get out of this foolishness and mess Try not to focus too much on it or get lost in the reality TV. We need break from reality TV because it's not real. So, you know, if you into that, cool. Be on top of it. Watch your little debates if that's your thing. You know, be on top of it and voting, you know. But don't get too, like, trapped in this, like, wild-ass political matrix because it's all... I feel like I'm about to get really hotep. Like, it's all a distraction, but, like, it is. <laughs> this shit is distracting as hell. Like, let's stay fortified in what we know. We know our spirits are real. We know that they're powerful. We know that we have healing to do. We know that we have work to do. We know that there's work that we can do in our immediate communities and being responsible there, taking care of people and taking care of ourselves and each other. That's all I can focus on. That's, at this point, is my political contribution because I don't know anything else. I don't even know if Trump really got COVID, but <sighs> Lordy. Um, so that's my juju for the culture. That's just my little quick thoughts on just some little things that are happening right now. Um, honey, let's just stay prayed up. <laughs> let's, uh, Let's pray to Ogun, as 21 Savage said. He's putting the message in the song. Let's get on our Ogun shit. Let's get on our Ogun shit. Go and look up Ogun if you don't know who Ogun is. That's, that's, it's, it's homeworks. Whether you venerate the Orisha or not, we all have our warrior spirits around, so we need to make sure we are fortified, honey. And we praying to our Oguns, our Ogun-like spirits, okay? All you need is a little juju. So, the main topic today, honestly, I know I need to talk about it because it's important, but I have been carrying a lot of, like, personal shame around this, guilt, um, embarrassment, like, um, I'm fake, like, I'm being fake, or I've been fake. For the past few weeks or maybe even a month now. But I know that, you know, I'm not. And I need to talk about it because people, someone actually asked me a question like this on Patreon. Someone said something similar on Twitter. Like I'm seeing conversations. So people are, are, I know people are experiencing this as well or have and go through this. A lot of spiritualists go through this. So I don't know why I'm just feeling so guilty about it. But, well, I do know why because this is the longest I've ever done it. Um, trigger warning in this, I'm going to talk a little bit about, um, I'm not going to go into detail, but just mentioning my sexual trauma that I've experienced and, you know, my call out. So, you know, last month was my page, my Instagram page got hacked or whatever. It got deleted randomly. Like what a random thing to happen <laughs> like because someone was impersonating me, um, during that time. I think it was that same weekend or the weekend after I had went to this little outside wine bar with a friend that same night. Um, somebody spiked my drink, not my friend. I know who it was. I don't know these people, but they 
came over to us, whatever. Um, and they spiked my drink. And thankfully, everything, I made it home. And then I felt the, the whatever they put in it. Because I wasn't drunk, but I felt really drunk. If you ever had your drink spiked, you know what I'm talking about. You just start to feel wild as fuck. And you're like, I didn't even drink that. must have been so sick. I was so sick. So I'm like, what the hell? I'm like, stuff like that does not happen to me. Like, my drink getting spiked. I'm sick. My... Instagram is gone. Like what? And I didn't do anything. I'm still processing my sexual assaults and, you know, calling out Malcolm for raping me publicly. I'm also still like thinking through my own trauma that I experienced as a child, sexual trauma, you know, and then during this period, so I'm saying all that to say, I'm feeling a type of way. I'm feeling a type of way. I'm like, am I not on my protection enough? Am I not, you know, doing what I got to do? And I probably could have been on it more. And, you know, sometimes you slip up, you get lazy, whatever. But I'm also like, I don't have these type of experiences, regardless of what I'm doing, even when I slip. So I was feeling a type of way with my ancestors because I'm like, you know, I'm doing stuff. I'm talking to y'all. You know, you're getting your offerings. I'm checking in. I'm not really seeing this kind of energy coming up. So what's what's good? Like what what y'all doing? Are y'all doing anything? So I watched this Netflix series called I May Destroy You. And Throughout I May Destroy You um, by Michaela Cole. It's good if you want to watch it, but it's it's deep. It's, it's, just be prepared if you do watch it. it. It's about her experiencing rape and just her process of it. And, you know, being a millennial, being a writer, being, you know, it's just, it's just about life, real life and assault. But. And it's great. It's great. They handle it very well. But as I'm watching this series, it made me realize that I have experienced more assault than I thought I did. You know what I mean? It's like it made me realize how much we as a society normalize sexual abuse, violence, sexual assault. You know, when somebody's touching you unconsensually, you you know, seeing it as an inconvenience and not seeing it as, no, that person just assaulted me. You know, and rape and people, even rape, like, even minimizing rape. Like, I just realized, like, oh, I've been uh, raped more times than I thought I did. I realized that after watching the see the series and just all the intricate ways that rape kind of can just seem like, oh, well, I mean, yeah, I didn't want to, but he just did it, but it was fine. Like we cuddled after, you know what I mean? It's just like, no, but that was rape. Like it just really got into that. So it triggered a lot of those feelings and me remembering all the times that people have raped me. And I didn't think of it as that. Or I just knew it was weird, but I just kind of pushed it out of my head because it wasn't like this violent, you know, this random person kidnapped me from the alleyway, you know, about how we're supposed to understand rape, right? 
So I'm having all these feelings around the same time. All these wild things are happening. My drinks back. I got my Instagram. I'm sad. And so once I finish the series, I'm thinking about the person that I just called out and just my experiences. And I'm like, wait, I I wrote this letter in a very specific way. Like it was just one instance, but I feel like our relationship in general was just, it was just not healthy. It was toxic. And there was a lot of like unconsensual things happening that didn't feel good to me. But I just kind of thought, well, that's just kind of how it is when you be dating niggas, you know, when you dating men sometimes. And that's so terrible. So I, I got to divining because I was in my, you know, I was like, wait, like, I want to see what this is about. I want to see what my spirits have to say about this because I didn't feel like my spirits warned me enough about this person that I was dealing with or even certain people that I've dealt with who didn't mean me well or who didn't, you know, love me as I'm supposed to be loved. And it's not all their faults. Like, you know, we definitely, I definitely have, I will say that 100% pushed out messages or been like, oh, y'all know what y'all talking about or I'm gonna still do it anyway. I'm human or I don't care what y'all have to say, me to my spirits. Or trying to jump around the divination. Like, well, the, well they didn't say I could. So I will, I will eat that. I will take that. But in this particular case and around the person I was thinking of, I was like, I'm pretty sure that my ancestors never really warned me properly, at least in the ways that I needed to be warned about this person. And yet... I was in a relationship or a connection or had shared a dynamic with someone where I was actually being violated repeatedly. And I came to that understanding and I'm like, so what do y'all have to say about that? Like, because y'all saw me with this person. Y'all never said this person is terrible, horrible. If anything, I felt in a lot of ways that my spirits were supportive um, or were like, oh yeah, like, you know, he's cool. He just got to get some stuff together, but like just hang in there, you know, it'll be good. And I'm like, that's not how we operate. So y'all really had me messing around with someone who was violating me and you never said nothing about it. Cause I asked you all the time. Granted, I probably asked you all the time because I wasn't happy and I didn't feel um, secure and which is a sign in itself, right? If I'm consistently divine, having to divine on someone that I'm intimate with that, I don't take that as a good sign because at the end of the day, if I feel good, I, I feel good. Like if I feel secure, I feel secure. If I feel loved, I feel loved. And I, I don't have to divine on love usually unless I'm being toxic and pushing away, you know, good things. But that wasn't the case for that. And I knew that, but however, even through the divination, I'm like, Y'all said little stuff like, oh, you know, he, he got a lot of work to do, but, you know, hang in there. And I cussed them the fuck out. <laughs> like, I had to cuss my spirits the fuck out because I was like, I come to y'all to get clarity. I come to y'all when I feel like I'm not confident in my choices or my decisions, or if I'm unsure, if I'm being toxic, the person's being toxic, like I come for clarity. 
I was with somebody who was violating me and y'all did not scream at me from the rooftops how I feel like y'all should have screamed at me or how I would scream at my motherfucking descendant if my descendant was in a dynamic or a relationship with somebody that was toxic. I would be I would be saying fucking five of spades and I'd be throwing 13s in the dice and I would be pulling all black cards and I would be giving tower energy like I and I didn't feel that. So I cussed them out because I'm like, y'all know that I have trauma around my relationships and that I've had trauma around choosing partners that are good for me because of my own experiences that I've had since a child of my relationships, specifically to cis men, to men. And my spirits, my ancestors, some of them came through and apologized. And they literally were like, we regret doing that. We were wrong. And it was such a sobering moment. It was such a heavy moment. It was such a reminder that I'm like, y'all, but I was like, I, I, maybe I sound like a bitch, but I was like, y'all don't get to be wrong when it comes to me. Y'all don't get to be wrong. Y'all don't get to apologize about that type of shit. You are dead. You are in the spiritual realm. You have a little bit more access to see and foresight than I do. So how the fuck y'all get that wrong? And then we got to the point, it was actually a lot of my foremothers speaking. We got to the root of it is that a lot of them motherfuckers, I love y'all foremothers, but y'all was motherfuckers in that moment. A lot of them have not properly healed from their own sexual trauma. A lot of them don't, wouldn't know a healthy relationship with a man if it slapped them upside the fucking face. And some of them may have quite literally been slapped in the face by my forefathers. A lot of them swallowed their words. A lot of them actually just dealt with the shit that I dealt with in dealing with that nigga. So it was not separate from how they understood love or or connection or that's what relationships look like baby that's just kind of what it is sometimes you know but you know he 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 still would have taken care of you you know if you got with him you know he's you know financially stable and y'all could have had nice babies and and I'm like, whoa, okay. So we've got to the root. And I and I know that, that that is a common, common, common. This is not uncommon, especially with women in our lineages and families because of misogyny, because of patriarchy. Um, you know, we know that a lot of times black women have had to just endure 
abuse or felt like they've had to endure abuse because of everything else that's wild as shit going on. It's like, well, this is this is where I'm going to find my stability. I need stability. Um, and that is a real, very real family trauma that I have. And so in trying to divine on this particular person, my ancestors were like, oh, no, nah, but they were just saying like, oh, no, that's how your great, great, great grandfather was. Child. Like, Ain't nothing, no, look, what? what? Ain't nothing wrong. Yeah, he got some work to do. He's going to do the work. Like, and I had to really go in on them. Like, I had to say, nope, that's not what we do. We're not doing that anymore. That is not part of healing. Y'all set me up. Y'all traumatized me. And they're like, we know. Like, we are sorry. <laughs> like, they were apologizing to me. And it was just this moment of, like, my ancestors who I venerate and love and support and who are so great and all this were like, I felt like I was the, I felt like I was the adult or something in the moment. I I felt like I was the one that was running the show. And I'm like, but y'all are the ones that are dead. Y'all are supposed to give me advice so that I don't do the same things that you do. So from that day, I was so mad and upset and I did not accept their apology initially. Like I had empathy for it because I understood where they came from but I was still very emotional. I took my altar down. I took my altar down and um, it's still down. It's still down. Yeah, um, it's not still down. So I, it's like, it's not back to what it was. Because that night I was like, okay, ain't gonna be no offering. Ain't gonna be no prayer. Ain't gonna be no, a drop of water. Ain't gonna be nothing. Until y'all figure out what y'all need to do over there. Y'all figure that out. I don't got nothing to do with that. That's what I was saying at first. I was mad. I was mad, y'all. I was upset. I was emotional. I was like, okay, y'all got to figure... I have empathy, but y'all don't get to then fuck my life up because y'all's life... Y'all don't get to do that. That's what I was giving them. And so I put the altar away that night. And it still ain't up how it's been up. Now, my role... There were little signs that I ignored... For sure. Am I always good about... I can be... Because I work... So this is why... It it rooted me in why people always say, like, call on your honorable ancestors. Make sure that you're always calling on your honorable ancestors. Your honorable ancestors. Your honorable ancestors. Because all of your ancestors did not or are not in the place to guide you to the right where you need to go. And that is true. And I can be bad about calling on my honorable ancestors or saying honorable because for me, my ass, I'm like, well, I think everybody has, could have something to say. And as long as nobody is like really fucking me up, like we can work with you. We can do some elevations. I can see kind of where the trauma is coming from. I'm going to leave space for all of it. But it made me realize like I have to be more on top of who I'm talking to because as much as I love my ancestors and my foremothers and you know I I know that they want the best for me obviously this isn't all of my foremothers but the ones who were coming through the loudest and telling me to stay and, and that's the advice that I took 
I needed to check in more and be like, actually, are y'all the are y'all the girls that I need to be listening to in this moment? Do y'all have have y'all healed? No. So that's on me. Because you can't just listen to any old thing that happens, any old spirit that comes through and says stuff. You can't, and I don't, it's not, I don't listen to any old spirit, but it just reminded me because this happened, um, this whole experience and me divining with them was like a year and a half ago, two years ago, I think. So this isn't current, but it just, I got so many lessons in that moment of how I divine, who I'm talking to. I've always said there's a whole episode that's ancestors ain't perfect. But it rooted me in that again, like our ancestors are not perfect. And why I do this work is to bring healing to my lineage. And because I'm bringing healing, that means that there is something not healed. And like, I, I just, it was just, it was just like, a, like, yeah, I'm healing my lineage because there's so much things in my lineage that are not healed. And so when I call on these spirits, I have to call on the ones that are committed to or have healed or committed to healing and ask them to step and stand in the gap, honey, for those ancestors who have not healed or who may mean well, but not be the ones to go to for advice. <sighs> so Yes, fast forward now, I've worked through a lot of that, but my altar is still not up in the same ways because the biggest thing that I've taken from this was that, and I've realized, I've moved through the trauma, I've moved through me being upset with my ancestors, like I still talk to them, I just haven't been doing my altar work in the same way. It's shifted a lot because I'm trying to go about trusting myself more than anything like I haven't been divining at all in within this past past month or two and I feel like the time is coming back where I'm going to get back on my altar practice but I needed essentially what I needed was a break I needed a break from my ancestors (laughs) and I still I loved them throughout the whole time there were moments where I would talk to them a little bit but I really wasn't like I wasn't pulling cards on anything if I needed advice on what to do I sat with myself I woke up every morning. I started praying to myself. Like, <laughs> I guess I was on my Kanye West. <laughs> I am God shit, but I, I, I was not going to the altar and have not been going to the altar. I have not been pulling cards to see what to do about situations. I have not been throwing dice to see what to do about situations. I have been trusting my damn self. I have been trusting my intuition because if I was smart, well, I don't want to say if I was smart. I, I have a lot of trauma around certain things and make certain decisions, but if I was, if I trusted myself a lot more back during that time, I wouldn't have felt like I had to keep divining on a nigga every single day to know that he wasn't good for me, regardless of what my ancestors said, quiet as his cat. I would have known that why don't I just trust the fact that I don't feel good in this relationship? Why wasn't that enough? Because I allowed myself to be in a toxic relationship that my ancestors, that some of my ancestors came through and supported. I was listening to the ones that supported the toxicity, not the other ones. I was listening to those those ancestors who, who had toxic relationships in their lives. And I let that be an affirmation of, well, my ancestors said it's cool, so 
you know, I was picking and choosing. But if I had just trusted myself and I could listen to the spirit within myself, I wouldn't have had to do all that. And so I'm sharing this story to remind you all that, yes, we divine. Yes, our ancestors love us. Make sure that you're talking to the right spirits. But also there is a level of trust that you have to have with yourself. And there's a level of honesty that you have to have with yourself. I was relying way too much on divination. And I still believe in divination. I am a diviner. Divination gives us access and divination allows us to see beyond what is in front of us. I I live by divination. I live by divination. The way that I move every single day of my life is based on things that I have been told in the reading that will align me to be my best motherfucking self for myself and for y'all. So I live by divination. However, there comes a point sometimes when we're in this life that we rely so much on divination that we stop making decisions for ourselves. We stop thinking through pros and cons ourselves we don't trust ourselves anymore we deny the reality that's going on we don't even give ourselves room to 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 have some semblance of control over our lives we get so wrapped up in the divination in the rituals am i doing this right am is the cards right am i meditating right am i doing these things right as my ancestors would am i blah 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 that we forget to just apply the lessons we know what is right and when we genuinely don't that's when we go to divination but for me i knew things weren't right but i would just go to divination To get a different answer or a different understanding. I was talking to my accountability partner, Karen. Shout out to Karen, who I love. This is, she's in the UK. We talk every Tuesday and she's getting into her ancestral work more. And um, she was talking about, you know, she's Ghanaian. And with connected with her ancestors, she she's just was so worried about, am I doing it how my Ghanaian ancestors would? You know, am I, am I practicing the right way? Like I'm doing this practice. Did they even do this? Like, am I disrespecting them? Like, I don't know how they used to pray. I'm not praying right. Cause I'm not, she was so worked up and wrapped up on doing everything right. And how her Ghanaian ancestors did it and not having, feeling like she didn't have access to learn how they did it. So she just, I was like, girl, just put out, you know, a little candle and some water and just see, you know? And so she put out her stuff. And she was like, Juju, my ancestors told me to stop worrying about that (laughs) so much. But I don't need that. I don't need to worry about all that. What I need to do is apply the lessons. That's how they want me to venerate them. I need to apply the lessons. And because she's Ghanaian, okay, so she has access to Adinkra symbols. You can Google Adinkra symbols and see what they mean. So if that's your journey or or you understand, you know, Adinkra symbols or you resonate with Adinkra symbols, there's literally, you can see what they mean. The work is not you trying to figure out doing everything exactly how your ancestors did them because you might not ever be able to do that essentially. But you have Adinkra symbols, you can go and see 
what symbols mean what you can see in a, a symbol that talks about loving the earth and caring for the earth. You can see a symbol that talks about being in community. You can see a symbol about, you know, vener- venerating your ancestors in the past and bringing the past to the present. You can see symbols on that. Apply the lesson. Apply the lesson. Don't overthink it. Just apply the lesson. You have a roadmap. And so when she told me that that's what her ancestors had told her, it was like a message for me too, because I was doing so much divination. It was like, I wasn't applying my lessons. I would just get divinations. I was divining on stuff. I would just overthink and I don't know what the divination is saying. And I, y'all confused. I was getting, I was confusing myself. I felt like my spirits was confusing me, but I was really confusing myself. And I was not applying my lessons. We can't keep divining and going to spirit for their advice and looking, even looking into the stars and, and astrology. If we're not applying the lessons, that is the biggest point. The reason that we have divination, the reason that we have ritual, the reason that we have an altar, the reason that we work with our spirits, the reason that we give offerings is to make our lives more fulfilling for us, for ourselves and for our communities and for them to give us advice and we have, and to apply the information that they give us. That's the lessons. Like after we get the information from divination, from a reputable <laughs> diviner and, and spirit, from a reputable spirit and a reputable diviner, apply the lessons, baby. I'm saying this because I know it's some of y'all out here who's, who who have been moving like me Overly relying on on spirit's guidance, but not fully even taking the guidance, one. Or two, having looking for loopholes for spirit to confirm things that you know within yourself, with, that you know that within the divinity of you, you should not be engaging in and not be doing. But looking for whatever spirit will come through and say, no, it's okay that you do that. Knowing damn well it doesn't feel good to you. It's kind of reminded me of something that Nagara, um, who has been on the show before a few times, said. Um, but Nagara, I think she said this in an interview. She said this in the We Gonna Be All Right panel, which I feel like I might need to revisit. She said, what will we do when we don't have our tools that we've had? What will we do if we don't have our divination tools? What will we do if we don't have our shrines? What will we do if we don't have an altar anymore? What will we do if we have to leave and move? These are real questions. About, these are very real questions we have to think about being in this current political climate. What will we do? What will we do if we don't have dice? We can't carry our dice with us. What will we do? What if we don't have cards anymore? What would we do? We would need to, we would need to really tap, tap, tap in and trust ourselves. 
We would need to be sure that our intuitive nature is strong when we don't have a card or a dice. When we don't have OB. When we don't have our pots, when we can't sit in front of our altars physically. Um, and so I have been on that journey for the past month. And I needed this because things have been going beautifully. And I feel a way about that because I'm like, why are things going beautifully now that I'm not doing my ancestor work how I was? And I'm not giving offerings how I was. Because I'm having an opportunity to apply the things that I've already known. And I'm, I need a space. I need a space. And sometimes we need space. And and those of us especially who are like deeply immersed in our spiritual work and we can get so caught up in spirit, 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 we forget to remind ourselves that we're human beings and we're not just spirits and we have very real human physical things that we have to do. We forget that we get all these downloads and messages. Are we applying them or, or are we just always getting messages? You, okay, you got a thousand messages. Have you done any of the things? And my intuitive and my intuition has grown so much. Our spirits are not perfect. Our spirits can be needy as fuck and want a lot and try to overwhelm us with information when we have to remember and remind ourselves that we run in a show too. You're not not a part of this. This is a relationship. And sometimes, even with friends and with family, you got to leave them on red. Sometimes you got to leave the ancestors on red. Not in a disrespectful way. But in a way that's like, I hear you. I got you. Let me go apply the lesson. Hold up for y'all keep giving me stuff. Let me apply the lesson. Let me do my work. Let me see how this resonates in my body. Let me make sure I'm talking to the right spirit. Let me go to an elder to confirm. Sometimes as spiritualists, we need a break. We need time. We need a moment to say, hold, it's too much. It's too much. And of course, I've still been doing spiritual work. But like with my ancestors, it's just been like I had to leave them on red. There's certain things that I have to do. There's certain um, there's certain rituals that I literally have to do, like, because divination says so. So I do those. And, and they have not been directly with my ancestors. But, you know, as a part of my ritual, I'm always praying for my relate. Like, I've been praying more to restore and rejuvenate the connection to my ancestors. You know, to be so that we're, we're on the same page. That I don't hear the, the ones that are loud. They need to be the ones that are making sense. They need to be the ones with sense. Like I've had to fortify this moment of pause and leaving my ancestors on red has allowed me to fortify my own strength, which is allowing me to be better about my boundaries, which is allowing me to know and trust my intuition and what feels good and doesn't feel good in my body so that I can be a better communicator to my ancestors so that I can better ask for what I need so that I can hear them clearly. This is like been such a transformative 
transformative moment. And it all started because I cussed them out because I was like, how dare y'all have given me such piss poor advice. And again, it wasn't all them. It wasn't all them because I ignored things. But, you know, there were spirits that were giving me piss poor advice. And I listened to them. I felt like I needed more from my ancestors in that moment, but I really also needed more from myself. So, I haven't really been divining. The first time that I I divined in the last month was this past Thursday. Um, well, last Thursday when y'all hear this, I I did some readings around Baltimore, and it was such a good introduction back because I wasn't divine. Like I was not talking to y'all. I'm trying to tell you, I've been living. I'm not gonna say I've been living like a muggle because I've still been doing spiritual work, but a lot of what I was doing has been cut out. So it feels muggle-like. And so it was It was so beautiful. I was like, I don't know how y'all going to feel. I haven't talked to y'all, but I'm out in Baltimore. I'm going to give readings to people in the city. You know, come through. I'm like, y'all, I don't know if y'all not fucking with me. <laughs> but I'm about to start these readings. So, And I, it was such a beautiful welcome back into like, no, baby, we're here. We love you. Get your mediumship on. Divine. And it was good. Like, we had good readings. I was, it was clear. I was scared. Because I was like, I ain't divine in so long. I probably can't even divine no more. Like, I don't even know why I'm out here trying to give readings to people. I ain't been divine. I ain't been talking to my friend. It was so good. It was a good reunion. And I got to work my medium muscle again. I was like, okay, okay, okay. And I also, I'm going to say that I kind of put my foot on their neck a little bit because I'm like, I need things to clear up because I'm not also going to be, this is a good point. I want to uplift this too. And then I'm going to wrap up. Sometimes our ancestors need a a stern talking to. Sometimes you have to be like, Things are going horribly, and if it's me, check me. But otherwise, I'm doing this work with y'all. I venerate you. I give you I give you offerings. I do these things so that I don't have to deal with certain shit. So I'm dealing with certain shit right now. So either y'all have advice on things that I need to be doing more. Maybe I need to be more on my baths. Maybe I need to be more on whatever. But otherwise, I'm going to need y'all to get it together too. Y'all are my team. Y'all are my army. Y'all are my warriors. Y'all are my best friends. Let's take care of each other. I feel like y'all are not holding up your end of the bargain. Thus, I will not be giving you anything. Now, people feel different ways about that type of interaction. I feel like that's a very hoodoo. That's a very um, Congo-based way to connect with your ancestors. Or, But this is a relationship and it's an exchange. And if I don't feel like I'm getting my share of the bargain, then neither will you. <laughs> so I said... Y'all will get y'all things back when I get my things back. Got my IG back. Um, things have been going astronomically well in my life. <laughs> I've been so happy. I told y'all before, my throat chakra has been on fire. I've been communicating with people I need to communicate with. I I have been having, I, I've been good. Like it's been a lot I've been going through, but it's been good stuff like a lot of really rapid healing has been going since all of this 
which obviously makes me feel a, a different ways too. Like, why is my life going so well <laughs> that I'm not doing my ancestor work? But it's not my ancestors. I realized that it's because I'm listening more than I did when I had all the stuff. If that makes sense. So my advice to you is that I don't have no advice. My advice is my, my thing is I'm telling y'all story. I'm telling you all what I've been through. I'm telling y'all what has been on my mind and my heart and spirit that I've wanted to say, but didn't know how to say because of the shame and guilt that comes with it. Cause like I, my work is centered around ancestors. It's centered around loving them. It's centered around having your altar. And those things are important. I still feel that, but I have more context when I talk about, when I talk about ancestors, I feel like I can, I have a, I feel like I now can speak. I don't know. In a, in a more, a fuller way, a more cohesive understanding of ancestors. It's not, I've said this before, but I I really want to like hone in on this. It's not all rainbows and sunshines and our ancestors are beautiful and perfect all the time. Niggas fuck up. That's why we have to make sure that we're on top of our shit and doing our healing too. And that we are applying the lessons and that we're not overly reliant on certain things. I hope y'all feel me. I hope that makes sense. I know people have been going through this. So I, I and I've seen so many people talking about it. I'm like, okay, it's time for me to just talk about my story and be honest. Shout out to our ancestors. Shout out to my ancestors. I love y'all so much. Y'all already know. I'll be talking to y'all. You know, we, we back talking. We back talking. <laughs> but sometimes you have to leave them on red so that you know what you need. So that you know what you need. You don't ghost. We're not ghosting no more. 2020, right? We stopped ghosting. Sometimes you just got to leave people on red for a minute. Including our spirits. To be like, hold up. Let me make sure this is, this is, I'm together. This is together. We together. And then you properly move forward. And do what you know to do. And not overthink. And, and abuse divination. Okay. Thank y'all for listening to that. Hmm. I wasn't sure I was going to tell y'all that, all of that, but I guess that's what I needed to say. So here we are. Ashe. All you need is a little juju. All right, y'all. I want y'all to go in glory, honey. I want y'all to go in confidence of your motherfucking self. I want y'all to go and communicate with your ancestors who got some sense, honey. I want y'all to go and have a beautiful week, time, life, experience, trust you. Trust your inner knowing, trust your guidance, and... Going and going in liberation and in love. If you would like to keep up with me, you can follow me on Instagram <laughs> at it's Juju Bay. Also follow me at a little Juju Podcast for podcast updates. I'm also it's Juju Bay on Twitter where I talk my shit and Juju Bay on Facebook. Um, 
and what else do I have? My website, of course. You know, you can book a Reiki session or just see what I've got going on. Sign up to my newsletter. We're on our newsletter vibes. So sign up for my newsletter. Go to www.itsjujubay.com. Check out all of my things that I have there. Um, I appreciate y'all for listening. Again, happy Hoodoo Heritage Month. The spirits are here and they're listening. So let's make sure that we're saying things that we want and need. Let's watch our mouths. If your life is going good, you know, throw out your little offerings to your spirits and apply the lessons. Apply the lessons. Apply the lessons. Appreciate y'all. Thank you so much for everything. And remember, all you need is a little juju. Later. Try, try.